Hi guys, it's Lucy here. Um, I just wanted to give a quick trigger warning before you start this episode. Um, themes of depression, anxiety, mental health um, and emetophobia will be being spoken about um, in this episode. So if they aren't topics that you're comfortable with hearing about, then please wait till next week. Um, we'll be back with another episode for you then. Um, also, just a quick one, we're obviously not doctors or professionals. We are just giving our advice and talking about our own experiences and things that have affected us and things that have helped us. But if you are really struggling, please see a doctor or you could call a helpline. Um, you could call Samaritans on 0808-164-0123 or SaneLine on 03 also, the mix for under 25s, you can call them on 0808-808-4994. Okay, hope you guys enjoy the episode and I hope you're all well. Bye. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the Up to Speed podcast with Ella Sankey. Abby T. And Lucy Rose. I love how that's just sort of come about randomly. Like, we didn't even plan that. Like, it's, that's so quirky and different. That's not my name. so different. Like, that is not my name. It's definitely not your name. <laughs> Lucy Rose. I don't know why I keep saying that. It's not my name. Lucy Rosenberg. What's your name? Anyway. What's your name? <laughs> Rachel. Um, okay, guys. So we've got a little um, episode today on mental health. Um, all things mental health. Anxiety, depression, all sorts. Things that aren't spoken about. All sorts social of fun things. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a barrel of laughs. No, um... <laughs> But we're gonna get, we're gonna kick it off with get our your margaritas. <laughs> we're gonna kick it off with a peak and a trough of the week, aren't we, guys? Mm-hmm. Who mm. wants to, who wants to go first, ladies and gents? Okay, so my peak and trough. Hmm. Peak. I got a job. Woo! Woo! Employed. Get that cash. Clap for me. Um, so I can you know do lots of things in summer with some money. Um and trough. Hmm. Trough. Well, that's a good thing that you can't think of trough. Yeah, but I don't like not a specific thing. I've not had you know an amazing week. I've been quite bored again. I feel like every week I just say bored. <laughs> um. Basically, I got an email. I got an email from my horse from the police. The police like <gasps> sent it to my horse that there's like a man lurking around like asking loads of the female students for their like social media and stuff so like telling us to be careful and no, i was you like just love oh, man you're like, really just now do. i feel really safe and now like when it's dark i don't want to walk home but i'm like i don't want to not do anything like just because it's dark do you know what i mean it's just like oh. mm. it's a bit, a bit a bit scary but just have to have your wits about you i suppose mm. wait guys so, yeah that was a bit me, shit but give me a second <laughs> Ella's just screamed at her housemate. (laughs) (laughs) Funnying around in the kitchen. Grow up. Stop. (laughs) I'm kidding. kidding. (laughs) Love it a bit. Right, Ella, peak and trough. Peak and trough. Bloody hell. Bloody hell. Um, Trough, I had an assignment this week. Peak, I managed to bash it out. Hungover this morning she's such a quirky uni student i can't <laughs> oh I'm, I'm literally student things social life i'm literally here for the social life um <laughs> and uh, yeah that's about it for me Savvy? um i would say the peak hate to sound like a sort of i hate to be that girl but 
started doing this 30 day yoga thing yoga by adrian recommend her if anyone mm. does her I like and it's like her. a 30 day thing and it's called breath and it's basically more about mental than physical and i never really stick to things and i've been doing it for seven days so it's pretty good for me because i'm not very consistent so that's quite good giving me a bit of well done. purpose uh, and the trough i would say is God, what's the trough? I've had a few little down days. Probably just not been feeling like myself. Um, yeah, just feeling a bit out of it. But I'm back at uni now, so maybe. And then obviously, once we start, the restrictions start to lift, and we can sort of socialise and see our friends more. I feel like your friends are kind of part of you. If you know what I mean, it sounds so like, mm. you know, weird. But like your friends are, are kind of like shape you. And I feel like because I've not seen them for so long, I feel like I've like missed a bit of me. If you know what I mean, a bit deep. But, yeah, and it's just yeah. like social interaction, isn't it? Like, with, like obviously you've had it with your housemates and stuff, but like not with like your best friends. You know what I mean? And like my like, friends bring bring outsides of me that like I don't get to do when I'm by myself or with. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> Let's begin. So yeah, we wanted to do like an episode on mental health. Um, I just think, well, we've all got quite different experiences. Okay, so um, let's go with how do you deal with anxiety or we'll say like feeling low as well? Like, mm-hmm. or like what's your experience with that? And have you overcome it? How, if not, like what do you do day to day to help yourself mm. overcome those feelings? Because everyone gets them. Mm. Personally, I have no way of dealing with anxiety. I just think there's literally, I have no words of wisdom for this. It's just something that you've literally internalized and deal with on your own. That's something that I, when I, whenever I feel anxious, I don't really tell anyone. Or if I do, people can usually tell because it's very. Mm, I can tell when you're anxious. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My hands shake, like the classic this is good though for signs to spot on other people so these signs that Ella's talking about if you see someone else like that maybe it's quite useful I I usually just go very quiet um Mm. and don't talk that much I'm sort of looking into the distance like oh god you zone out I've got like no sort of social battery left in me do you know what I mean um Mm. and honestly like sometimes I think it just helps if you take yourself out of the situation even though you want to overcome it honestly if you're in a social situation where you feel anxious you know then let yourself stay at home have a have a night off and just treat yourself and have some self-care time I think because Mm. um, a lot of the time you know anxiety comes from being run down all sorts of stuff so my advice not that I'm a bloody doctor or anything but my advice is (laughs) like Give yourself a bit of time to chill. Um, try and sort of catch your breath and just. Do you know what I um got told this once? This really helps because I used to get panic attacks. Um, so it's a really weird tip, but basically it's like I usually this is so weird. I'll take out the laces from my trainers and like re-put my laces in or like I'll take all the clothes out my drawers and refold them back in. It sounds so weird, but if you do like a task where you have to like concentrate on something else, for me, 
it helps doesn't help my when I'm feeling down because obviously why we're doing your laces make you feel happier but it helps with when I you know when you get like panic attacks and you can feel I, I personally can sense them coming on I'll sort of like draw or take honestly it sounds so weird but swear to god try it take out your shoelaces and put them back in that's something that I don't know why but I've discovered that really helps for me yeah mm. I, suppose, I suppose if you've, you've you've got your mind focused on something to do or like untangling earphones that's that's yeah. another one um because it almost feels like you're completing a task do you know what I mean like making mm-hmm. your bed in the morning makes you feel so much better whereas mm. yeah, I feel like sometimes that's where I go wrong if I just sit there and sort of relax my thoughts run away with me which is something that is not a nice feeling especially when you're on your own so yeah I would agree there Tabby that's a very good idea and don't get and get off your phone personally I think my phone makes me yeah. sometimes when I'm I, when I'm anxious I'll spend an hour flipping between, between Instagram Snapchat Twitter Instagram Snapchat Twitter and I tell you now is more makes your brain literally feel like mush yeah see for me like my my anxiety usually is surround certain things like I anxious about certain things yeah and I know what those things are and it's usually um travel so like if I'm say I've got to meet someone and I've got to get like a train there or something Mm. or or, or the tube obviously I'm living in London now and the tube's quite a big one for me that I do just want to overcome it because I'm like it's ridiculous I can't not get the tube I live in London like I have to do it but I will, and I'll still do it. I kind of just force myself to get the tube, but like, I know I'm really, really anxious about it. So for me, like my anxiety normally doesn't kind of just come out of nowhere. It's like to do with certain things, if that makes sense. Mm. So I think mine's the opposite. Yeah, mine's the yeah. Mine's so yeah. random. Yeah, I'll just randomly one night be, so I'll like literally, it'll be like nine o'clock, 10 o'clock, I'll be in bed. Mm. Obviously, it probably stems from something. Like, it probably does yeah. subconsciously. But, like, and I will just not sleep all night and I'll just get myself in this state and I'll work... Mine's always at night. I'll get myself all worked up and have, like, yeah, a little panic too. attack. But it's not... Because I don't really get that socially anxious. I think... I get socially anxious because everyone does get a little bit. Like, obviously, especially right now when, we, when we're used to being by ourselves in, in quarantine, like, when we do go to social situations, I get nervous. Like, I get, like, a rash on my chest before a night out, whatever. But as in, I don't... I'm not I don't think I've got social I don't, I don't think I've got problems with social anxiety to be honest which I'm yeah. so, I feel really like lucky because a lot of like few of my friends do and like it's not it's not fun yeah mm. no I don't really I don't really get social anxiety either um mm. it's more just like certain things will trigger me to feel anxious and then yeah they used to like stop me doing those things but I think so if anyone's in that same boat I think Obviously, don't force yourself to the extent where it's going to make you have, like, a panic attack. But you kind of have to, like, teach yourself to, like, just be like, it's fine. Like you always said, it was floating on a rock. It's really not that deep. Like, I, I guess know it's, also, it's like... hard to think like that in the moment. But I think it's important to slowly try and teach yourself those those kind of methods of thinking. Because that's definitely helped me. And mm. take baby steps as well. So, like, yeah. if, you get ner- if you get nervous about nights out, yeah, be like, right, I'm just going to have a shower. I'm just yeah. gonna have a shower and then next I'm gonna put makeup on like instead yeah. of like I'm going on and out like break it up into little baby steps yeah yeah I completely agree with that and also I think it say you are just in your room and you're just like randomly feeling anxious just like what you said distractions like make your favorite a snack like put your mm-hmm. favorite movie on like if I'm just randomly feeling anxious and I'm like at home I just want to like get in my duvet or like see my friend or see my boyfriend or whatever and just like chill out with some snacks and just literally chill like don't put too much pressure on yourself just put, you, and relax. put your comfort film on put your comfort series on and put yourself yeah. put yourself first don't stop yeah. worrying about other people and 
um what's going on or have I have because do you know what I do I lie in bed and I start thinking back to like a time when I've done something and I'm like oh my like god beer fear. I've just given myself the ick like that's just mm. like oh you're oh that's so weird oh why have you done that yeah and it all like, thoughts, doubt yourself. my thoughts run away with me and I'm sat there thinking mm-hmm. oh my god everyone hates me like that's literally what it, it was reduces down to I'm like oh yeah but realistically no one actually cares you've Mm. got to realize that like you saying that one comment or falling over or like being drunk and saying something silly yeah to you that's the biggest thing in your world it's easier said than done but like no one everyone's far far too bothered about what they're doing no (laughs) one really cares like it's it's, it's almost it's almost self-indulgent I don't care what people do I'm too fucking selfish I'll admit that I don't care if Mm. like someone fucking threw up when they were drunk like I'm not going to judge you for that like it's part it's five seconds of my day but for you it's like an hour of your worrying like do you know what I mean it's like that thing like you're the like you're the main character of your own life obviously mm-hmm. so like you you're the one you always think about but no one else unless they're yes. really obsessed with you is thinking about you that much like mm-hmm. yeah like and I've, I've actually realized like I don't really get I don't think it's social anxiety but I've, I've realized recently that I like walking to a room of people I am I am constantly thinking like what are they thinking what, of me or like yeah oh did I just say that weirdly like I, and and it's and, and but then after I'm like oh shut up like just be yourself but like I don't know it's a weird one I think I'm I'm in my head quite a lot when I'm with like new people mm. of like did I just say that weirdly or like did it, it was I just rude like did I just offend someone or like this kind of thought process and it's like just chill out <laughs> and in, in one way that's good because it's being self-aware like there's a difference between being self-aware like being able to read a room obviously that's a, that's mm. a good thing but then there's a step where it's like hun just live in the, like you can get two in your head where it's like you then can't relax because you're so conscious yeah. about I think another thing is like this is a bit random but I sometimes think is you know obviously because we've basically all done drama school auditions I sometimes think like that whole audition process sometimes I feel like some of my like insecurities come from that because you are literally like putting yourself there and getting judged and getting told yes or no and I feel like that's sometimes you on being you as well literally yeah sometimes it gets taken into real life and I'm like is that you know a reason for sometimes why I feel that way like I don't know maybe it is it is such a degrading process as well so if anyone out there has done drama school auditions or other auditions I don't know it's such a degrading process like yeah I don't think people I I didn't prepare myself for the first time like when you get rejected from a drama school oh my god your heart drops like you're like well that's let alone five drama schools let alone like however many you applied for like it's fucking it's tough like it's it's tough we should do a whole podcast about it it's yeah it's not for the faint-hearted like and also I think the the thing with acting is or maybe not on the whole but definitely drama school is at the end of the day they're not just judging your performance they are judging what you look like they're not yeah. not as in if you're attractive or not or not but they have a mold to, to fit mm-hmm. so like you they they could not even look be really watching your performance that the minute you walk in there think no they're not we've already got they, three brunette they've we've already, already got yeah, three brunette know. girls they yeah. already know and it's like you've prepa- been preparing for however many months for that one moment I just think it's really really tough I think yeah probably definitely when I has affected like your mental health yeah when I did my radar audition the woman was looking out of the fucking window and I was like mm. really I was like over, here, so paid, over here, paid so much money to be paid here, 50 quid monologues paid 50 quid but for you an know audition. 
you to be sat there staring into bloody space out the bloody window. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. That's that. why um, I started to see the whole ocean thing as like a fun, more of a fun thing. Now yeah. I sort of see it as like, let me just go and meet some new people and like show them what, what I'm about. And if they don't like it, sick, you know? Yeah. But anyway, we could, we could talk about that for, for hours. Yeah. Yeah. So um, if you guys want to talk about like, your own experiences with mental health and uh, I don't know like where you've been where you've where you've got to um yeah how you've dealt with things and where you think you are today Mm. Mm. he wants to kick us off yeah so I actually had my first panic attack when I was like 13 14 my parents split up so some stories so classic but there you go and um, basically when they told me this blow up I didn't react I literally was buzzing I was like oh my god I get to move house cool two Christmases yeah and then like two weeks later I just ran and we had a panic attack which I think was to do with that and then yeah I used to get panic attacks panic attacks a lot when I was little like over mm. I used to get panic attacks yeah about I'd lie in bed and I'd think about like death and like um I'd, I'd start thinking oh my god like my breathing so I'd be focusing on my breathing and then I'd think that I had a breathing problem then I'd start having a panic attack oh my so god, it was literally I get that. like physical yeah it was so weird but then basically I stopped having panic attacks and then uh when I was like six, 17 um I had a lot of things go on with like my family life and stuff but it's all cool now you know ups and downs everyone's got them but I had quite sort of an up and down childhood moved house a lot had a lot of things with my parents or whatever and uh, I actually got counselling when I was like in sixth form um had like a five-week trial I think so I had like five sessions um and mine was like directly addressing things that had happened to me so it wasn't like I had I don't I didn't have depression I don't think or I didn't have diagnosed mental illness I was just getting counselling for the sort of trauma that I experienced or whatever um and you know what it really helped me it helped me connect the lines between I do that because of this mm-hmm. so I um sometimes isolate myself in situations because I felt like a bur- burden or mm-hmm. I feel like counseling helps you connect the lines between your behavior and what happened to you that's mm-hmm. and now I've learned the skill where I can realize I can be self-aware and realize why I'm doing things if that makes sense yeah you, so you my sort ca- of acknowledged acknowledge like why you behave in certain ways and yeah what that links to like that's happened in the past basically. and it's like well grow my self-confidence because a lot of my issues was like feeling like a burden or whatever and now I know that I'm not and I've got I'm not afraid to take up space in rooms or say what I think or or decide I sometimes do have a tendency to be a people pleaser and be a bit of a chameleon and do whatever people other people want to do and I'm like oh I'll do what you guys want to do but I'm slowly as I'm getting older I'm realizing to sort of um put put myself first and do what I actually want to do and sort of almost take control of my life because a lot of my childhood was like right you're going there on Tuesday and then you're moving here and you're doing this Mm -hmm. and all that so now I've sort of taken control of, of my life in a way but um I'm quite lucky in the sense that a lot of like my sort of mental health issues have been to do with things that have triggered them if you get me so I'm lucky and my mental health is actually pretty good and I also have found ways to deal with it like I said 
I sort of figured out a way to deal with my anxiety or whatever and, and yoga's really helped me and I sort of feel like I'm starting to have like a hold on it obviously thing is as well in terms of mental health like everyone does have down days and everyone does get anxious to a certain extent like don't be thinking that people are out there there's people out there who are just never sad like it, it mm. is so common like there's no one out there you might see that person think god they always look so happy but like they obviously have down days like it's normal yeah but yeah mm-hmm. um I'm, I'm definitely not not I don't struggle as much now um obviously COVID's had an impact but I mean I think it's had an impact on all of us yeah mm. definitely oh, that's nice to hear that story. Thank you, Tabby, for sharing. Sorry. Yeah, I, I, no, I've never like really heard. Well, I've never you really talk about that. And been like, right, tell me your story. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's what's your trauma? Like, what's your trauma? <laughs> yeah, we'd, we'd be but, here yeah. for a while if I talked about my whole life. But yeah, no, yeah. I think it's just for me, it was connecting the lines between why I do things and 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 that it's not my fault. If you know what mm, I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So my mental health um like the main like problem that I've had is basically just anxiety um and it was really weird so obviously I was in sixth form did my A-levels and then I wanted to go to drama school so I thought I'd take a year out to kind of do to focus on my auditions because I didn't want to do my auditions whilst I was doing A-levels because I wanted to do really well in my A-levels just in case so yeah I just decided to take a year out and at this point all my literally all my friends were going to uni um and yeah I just got like this job um like in an office and everyone was kind of out having fun and I'd never I'd honestly I can't say I'd ever had anxiety before this like I didn't really know much about it I'd never obviously I'd get nervous with things but I'd never just like randomly been anxious like it just wasn't yeah I think nerves and anxiety sometimes yeah yeah but it's like it's not the same thing and I'd I can honestly say like until this point I really don't think I'd ever experienced anxiety or like really or like bad mental health um so I was on the gap year and um I was with my boyfriend I like just got with my boyfriend um and so I went on the pill and um I don't know if it was purely the pill I think it was probably a mixture of being kind of alone in my city while all my friends were at uni and having this kind of strange moment where I've been in school and everything's been like laid out for me and now I'm just kind of like you probably felt left in, out as well yeah and like in the real world like going to work like it was mm. weird it was just like a big change but I wasn't kind of aware of it at the time but I think looking back it was probably that mixed with the pill and I just basically the pill is the like, devil the devil well I don't like obviously everyone has different experiences but mine's pretty awful um, I think a lot of people's about yeah it just came like a fucking rock like I don't even know I just suddenly got this like I want to say not maybe not severe but yeah yeah pretty severe anxiety yeah out of the blue after I've been taking started taking the pill and I was on this gap year like to the point where I'd literally wake up and be like shaking like my hands would be shaking Mm -hmm. I'd drive to work I'd be shaking I remember I would have to but it's so weird to think about it because I'm just not in that place anymore but I, and I never really like fully talk about it or like look back on it but it's actually such a weird time like I remember I'd have to have a podcast um on in the car driving to work otherwise I would just my mind would just I would just be so I was so anxious I was just like constantly anxious um to be fair I think 
a lot of people do that like I've always got to have music on or a podcast or a YouTube video I don't I hate yeah. silence like, but know. it was like I was it, I was so aware of the fact that I had, like had to have it on to like distract yeah. me from this intense anxiety I was feeling it was like mm. just just all through my body it was just awful like um yeah it was just horrible um and it's kind of embarrassing but I know the few times I've spoken about it other people have been like I have that as well so I'm just gonna say it just say it embarrassing but basically I basically developed a fear of uh pooing myself (laughs) so (laughs) in it yeah it's really weird I don't know but there'll be people listening like same I'm sure someone else has had that 100% it well, no, a lot of people have it. Like I went, it it wasn't so much a fear of a literal. I don't know. It's basically my anxiety would cause a physical symptom of having like tummy ache and like yeah, 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 needing yeah. a poo. And then it was basically this big cycle of knowing that when I was anxious, my tummy, I'd have tummy ache. Then mm. freaking out that I'm in a space where there is public. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm gonna need a poo when realistically unless you've got like diarrhea from food like you can hold a poo in like your body won't let you shit yourself do you know what I mean unless but you've had a heavy trauma yeah that's what I mean like unless, unless you've got like <laughs> <laughs> no yeah I've been I get that I've been, I've been um so and it, and it sounds so silly but like in the moment it's honestly like it's really intense to the point where like so it's, it's kind of and that kind of interlinks with my uh travel anxiety because it's kind of say I'm going on a long car journey and there's I can't go to the toilet yeah I, I still get it now sometimes like you guys won't even know like when we've done road trips well like we've done it like twice but I'm like oh god what if I need the all toilet like <laughs> yeah we <laughs> just go on road trips all the time all the time like once <laughs> no but like but like yeah if I'm kind of know that I'm going in a car or I'll, but now it's more in the back of my head and I'm like just shut up it's brain not like your only stop being, you, yeah, you stop almost being like stupid. have you have control like I think a lot yeah. of anxiety is acknowledgement so if you're anxious yeah and you're in your head you're going right I'm anxious that's actually a really good thing like, I, I think yeah be, being it's like almost orientating yourself to the fact that you're anxious to so like oh I'm anxious yeah. right now and also you know it's a really good tip like Matt Dudley if anyone knows Matt Dudley this is a great tip he's Big like what's happening to your body when you are anxious so if you're anxious right my heart's beating my arms are shaking it's actually really good to acknowledge these things because it actually helps you orientate to you in the moment because anxiety tends to make your head go somewhere else yeah um definitely and I I did I, I started to acknowledge it I was like shit like I've got anxiety that's what it is shit like, if you pardon li- the pun yeah shit I've got anxiety <laughs> <laughs> sorry oh, yeah, I forgot about that <laughs> sorry. you guys taking the fucking piss out of my problem surgery um and I went to the doctor and they were like yeah it's uh what was it called oh it was like I it was like it was like IBS, IBS. Ju- no it was like it was it was like generalized anxiety induced IB. It was some like it was like a link yeah, between yeah, anxiety yeah. and IBS, and they were like, "Yeah, like that's a thing." And I was like, "Oh, fucking hell! Like I'm not free." Quite like, nice to get a diagnosis. A yeah. yeah, yeah, and then um, yeah, and it was mm. just kind of like, "God, I'm not," because you got to think you're not you're never going to be the only one that has these thoughts. But in the moment, you think, "God, obviously human. no one no one else thinks that," but people obviously do. Like you're not the only one. We're all similar and, and also then, in school like at the time you're talking about in sixth form slash school people wouldn't talk about it like it really wasn't yeah uh, for me it wasn't 
yeah definitely and also my friends weren't even I was barely seeing my friends because they weren't mm. in my city so I was I think pretty that, much alone with that it. must have that must have probably impacted you as well the the thought of everyone else going off and being all I don't know making new friends productive and you know sort of they've got their own little lives now and you know, yeah you but yeah so yeah it was a bit weird. and then what what happened then oh and then I remember I I, I started getting um therapy but I just like stopped it because I just I really didn't like the woman and it just wasn't working for me yeah but I think basically... sometimes your therapist yeah. like if you go if you decide to get help yeah because I think it's the best thing ever I think there I think everyone needs therapy genuinely um mm-hmm. if you get a therapist you don't like them don't just never go back to therapy just try a different person I know I think for me that was like the process was so long to get there it was like because I mm. got it through the NHS I wasn't like paying for it so I was just like oh that's another topic up. Jesus but yeah oh it was fucking ridiculous but anyway um but one thing I did take from it I'm just I'm just thinking like if anyone if someone's listening to this and they have that same thing with the whole poo anxiety thing you're not like alone. I know it's just it's quite weird it's just quite weird but yeah like you're not like and I know it's quite like you silly, are not alone. alone I, I am here with, with you but um <laughs> yeah like it, it does sound silly and stuff but honestly like when you're when you're when it's, it's happening to you it's 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 really horrible so like you're not a freak you're not alone like uh but definitely yeah try and get out but one thing I did take from the therapist was it was cognitive behavioral therapy so it's basically mm-hmm. like one thing she did teach me was you so you your fear like your anxiety fear like the reason you've got anxiety the thought that you're having you kind of like write it down and it's kind of like even if that thing happens because I know um quite a common thing is like a, a metaphobia which is a fear of being sick as well yeah um, my friend has that yeah so uh, it's like a similar not similar but you know it's the same sort of thing as in you your fear you write it down and then it's kind of like if that did happen so if I did poo myself or if someone Mm -hmm. was sick so like so say it happened then then what's gonna happen like why are you so scared and I'm like true the world's not gonna end yeah even if we're on a car journey and obviously it's never gonna happen but I pooed myself like okay like what's gonna happen you're gonna laugh at me and it's gonna be funny if you've got good friends around you like and also we probably have all shit ourselves I think a lot of people have fear of being sick yeah and a lot of people don't drink because they're scared of being sick but yeah that's a massive what is like I say loads of people are sick when they drink I'm always I always chunder when I'm when I drink it's it's unusual for me like if you are it's that's a really good idea definitely yeah so and it sounds kind of trivial like yeah but like what if like it's kind of like undermining your fear but it's not like if you do it for yourself and you write it down um, and that's kind of like what how I've learned to because it's not just that it's also like I'm trained yeah a huge fear of death so like the, the the two things mainly like I'm scared there's going to be like a terrorist attack or something while I'm mm. on it I'm scared of flying because I think there's going to be a plane crash like it's just I'm just I'm just very like a scared person but I didn't used to be, be like that um but again, you just kind of have to think like, okay, so what if that, what if you get the train or the tube, like what, what's really going to happen? And it's like, you just kind of, I've just kind of learned now to accept that I have this kind of a, these irrational fears and try and just think to myself in the moment, you know, just nothing bad's going to happen and just kind of try and teach myself ways to deal with it. Also, but, um, like, it's really sort of sounds a bit trivial, but like, 
you can't control the future like you actually can't don't yeah I know it's really easy said than done but it's actually a waste of time worrying about things that you can't control I mean yeah it's easy to worry about things that you can control so if you fell out with your boyfriend and you're anxious about it you can just text him and figure it out like obviously that sort of stuff but like if it's stuff you can't control there's literally no it's like yeah you may as well like I think the, the key thing is like just staying present like what am I doing right now what I'm doing oh right my god now has not, nothing to do with like oh look I'm in this room filming a podcast like I don't need to worry about my, my essay that's due next week 100% and that is the issue with my anxiety it's always my the future brain thinking of things that are gonna happen that aren't gonna happen but my brain's but so my brain's thinking oh if you get that tube you're gonna die <laughs> basically mm. but like mm. that that's and I remember I don't know what it was but I was listening to this one thing and it was like you shouldn't be scared of anything that isn't actually happening because that is a, such a waste of life like that is ridiculous like it's like because you can't I'm control gonna, it no mm. and it's like so are you gonna you're not I'm not gonna go on holiday then because I'm scared of flying and that and that's me thinking into the future something bad's gonna happen and I'm gonna ruin my life by not in, having any experiences not doing anything because I'm so scared and like Poppy's like always been such a big help to me like not even on purpose but she's just such a yes person and I I remember like when I was having like my most bad time with anxiety I would just look at her and think she enjoys life so much she has Mm. such fun because she literally will just do it lives in the moment she just lives in the moment and she's like well like what are you scared of like just say yeah and then I've just had this one point where I was like I'm just gonna start saying yes to way more and it was kind of I think to be fair it was probably after the first lockdown when I was like I couldn't physically do anything because we weren't allowed mm. I was like really was like wow I took for granted like being able to do these things and not doing it because I've got anxiety mm. so then that summer just did loads of fun stuff and like being around you guys going to Naples like I got the plane there and I was a bit scared but I was fine and I had such an amazing time I was like I can never not do anything now because of my anxiety when nothing bad's gonna happen I'm gonna have a great time and like just live in the fucking moment so like if anyone out there has got the same that same sort of anxiety I know it's so hard but you just kind of have to force yourself just think like just you have to change your mindset like are you you gonna yeah like if you do if like let's say you're nervous about going somewhere so I, I don't know if to go to this party you can leave like if you get mm-hmm. there and you feel make sure you, I always say it's, it's good to have people around you that you feel supported by like if I was at a party with Lucy and she was like I want to go obviously I'd go like you can leave yeah. these places like mm. and also I think the you know the future thing that we was talking about always worrying about the future it also happens with the past like we were talking about before with like beer fear going on nights out and then the next day you're like I said this this and this but you cannot change what you did like it's so mm-hmm. much easier said than done but like you literally all you can do is is live in the present like you can't change the past or the future so it is a, I know it's so easy said but it is a waste of time thinking about it yeah, yeah. 100% mm. what about you <sighs> thanks Lucy yeah. um yeah, yeah it's very informative I've I didn't got, know past that stuff in it neither did I <laughs> and I never, th- I never thought of anxiety be- sort of being categorized into different sections like you can get it mm. different things like it's it's so interesting how it works um mm. and it's so common and not spoken about enough um I've I've had I've had my I've had an experience with uh, mental health issues so I think it was back in like oh god I think it was like six years ago five years ago uh 2015 2016 I was like either 14 or 15 um and I just all of a sudden all of a sudden could not control how upset I would get um it used to be when I used to get home back from school uh, I'd come mm. home and I'd just sort of lie in my bed and cry for no particular reason. 
and I was a bit started to get a bit concerned um didn't really tell anyone though I just sort of brush it off and be like oh you know it's not really it doesn't mean anything like no one else is going to understand um until I sort of uh I think I went to the doctors on my own without telling anyone and he basically told him everything and he put me on um fluoxetine which is uh an SSRI is that what it's called SSR antidepressant basically antidepressant mm-hmm. um and yeah and then I ended up telling my mum I think she found out because I was under 16 so the doctor's had to tell your parents if you had a doctor's appointment booked and um, basically spoke to my mum and I said yeah I'm not gonna lie to you mum the doctors basically diagnosed me with depressive depressive depression and anxiety disorder because there was nothing really that triggered it I don't think um yeah. but you know I lived a happy life I went home and like my home life was absolutely was absolutely fine like I never had any issues like it was just when I got back from school when I'd been around people and I was in my room I think I just, I don't even know what it was. It wasn't even like my thoughts ran away with me. I just got really upset for no reason. Um, mm. And it was such such a hard time. But like I had my friends live in Grace at the time. Well, they're still my friends, but at the time, like they, <laughs> came, they came with me for like checkups and stuff at the doctors because they'd have to check up on your, see how the medication's going. Um, and to be fair, it did work for a bit until then they upped the dosage, they changed it, they've changed. I've been on like a few different ones because um, I think my body just gets used to it and sometimes, mm. but um, what, you ha- what people don't realize is when you start on new medication for antidepressants, um, it makes you worse before it makes you better. And it's yeah. fucking horrible. Really? Like I wouldn't wish it, on my worst enemy um yeah I even started a new one the other week actually and I was literally constantly shaking I couldn't have coffee because I I can't have strong coffees anymore because it gives me panic attacks um and Mm. yeah it, it makes you a lot worse for a good like two weeks you have really bad sort of anxiety um you don't want to go anyway. Is that like the socialize. hormones like le- leveling up? I don't, I don't even know the scientific side of it. I'm not going to, I'm not, I don't have a bloody clue, but basically until mm. it, it properly starts working about, I don't know, like two months in, and then you start to feel like you mm. sort of forget about it. Do you know what I mean? People are like, oh, you're feeling better. And you're like, actually, do you know what? I haven't been really upset recently. So yeah, I guess mm. I am. It's not something yeah, that sort slow of happen- process. It's not something that happens overnight that you that you sort of think you wake up after you've taken a pill in the evening and you're like, oh my god, I'm a whole new woman. Um, <laughs> it is a long, grueling process. Oh my god, uh, <laughs> I'm cured. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's 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 been a journey. I, I won't lie, um, and it's. I feel like at the time when I when I was diagnosed initially it wasn't spoken about at all really Mm. obviously now it's spoken about a lot more which is fucking amazing but at the time Mm. I don't think people were that aware of it and I think because I was quite young as well um yeah you don't really you don't say 15 yeah 14 or 15 and you don't tend to think like 14 or 15 year olds have much to be sad about and I didn't really it was just I don't know something happened to my brain sometimes I remember 
this is no offense to people but if I was like down when I was like in my teens people it's just she's just a teenager she's just hormonal yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I used to get that a lot if you feel she's just, just hormonal if you tell someone open up to them and you tell them that you feel like you're depressed and they just say oh you're just a teenager it's just a phase like don't then not get help because if you feel like I personally think that if, if a thought goes through your head saying I think I might be depressed then you probably do need some help mm. don't be like oh but because some people get I mean there's two sides of the argument some people use it too use loosely which is another topic yeah but I think they don't def- yeah some people feel like they can't say that they do because they feel like they don't want to like be a burden or feel like they're um mm. Like they don't want to cause other people. Sometimes I used to like not tell people because I didn't want to make them feel down because I'm very much like a positive person and I like to sort of bring people up and I'm always like the one who's like, right, come to me for help, which I love being. But then I'd feel like, oh, I don't want to bring the mood down in a way. Do you know what I mean? Oh, it almost yeah. feels like you're a bit that's, of a burden. And that's one of the that's one of the big issues around it is people not talking about it because they think, oh God, they're not going to want to be around me if, if I'm all yeah. Sad upset and I think that's one of the reasons why I didn't even tell my parents to start with because I was like I don't want them to worry I don't want them to sort of think oh my god we've we've given birth to a fucked up child sort of thing yeah but like my child is completely fine (laughs) honestly it was it was such a nice feeling like telling them and sort of it's a weight off your shoulder like a problem a problem shared is a problem shared is a problem yeah Ella do you um, think like would you say that you now compared to the time when you first kind of got diagnosed obviously if you've you've you're older now anyway but mm. do you think that it's easier to kind of speak about it now in terms of like the taboos and stuff and like would you did you like tell your friends like when you were that young or like did you feel like you couldn't say it like do you feel like things have got better in like society if that makes sense you know what it's it's never an easy thing to sort of say I don't have any shame for it I think I just worry that people might think I'm joking some joke a lot and like <laughs> if I was yeah. to say something like oh yeah I've, I've got depression like I'm, very I'm worried that people would be like it's very it's a very vulnerable thing but I've never sort of tiptoed around and been like oh I don't know whether to tell them or not like if it comes up in yeah. conversation I'll just drop it in but I will it, I will think that, about I will think about that for the rest of the day sort of like oh my god I wonder how they reacted sort of thing like do they think I'm weird mm. now I um, remember when you first told us mm. yeah but by doing that you're making it you're helping because you're making it more normalized it's similar yeah. to like talking about rape and sexual assault like sometimes you don't want to use those words like sexual assault and stuff because you don't want to make other people feel uncomfortable but at the end of the day it's not your that it's not your problem like it's not your fault so you should never mm-hmm. feel like you're making like with depression or anything like that or something that's happened to you never fit because if you've got good people around you that they'll be really supportive and I think it says a lot about people around you if they react badly, if you come out to someone and you tell them something that's really vulnerable you open up to them and they don't react they don't make you feel safe and loved then mm. get them in the bin I feel like yeah. I feel like um back in school almost it was like oh my god um I'm I'm really upset today do you know what I mean like oh god I'm yeah so de- I'm so depressed my life like, is so shit. It, like it yeah. was glamorized and that's something that's still taking place now like people make jokes about it all the time TikTok. and yeah and yeah like I get I get the jokes about it to an extent but almost like don't glamorize it it's not a fucking nice thing do you know what I mean because people mm. yeah actually, like you don't fucking want it like it's not a good people, thing to have it yeah people that actually do suffer with it like they'll be watching and thinking do you know what you're making a joke out of it 
and I, I mm. honestly I, I'm I'm here for a laugh honestly I'm I I love a joke yeah. as much as the next person but some, sometimes <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it's just taken a bit too far and I'm like come on like just shut up because if especially yeah. if you don't have it if you if you don't know exactly a person what a person is going through with mental illnesses then you can't sort of speak on it and and even if you do and someone else is talking to you about it you'll never know exactly how they're feeling because it's so subjective it's so different for every single person everyone's mm-hmm. as, as we've just shown on this podcast everyone's journey is different and everyone's experience is different so yeah it's sort of a mix it's a medium of like not using the term lightly but also not being afraid to use it if you genuinely feel like and I, I do personally exactly. think that if it if it crosses your mind you probably but I think I think the issue is is with and it goes both ways with young people these days because they have access to the internet so easily it's like they're seeing all these things and it's like being feeling a little bit down one day which everyone it's trendy. does yeah. is is wholly different to having depression yeah. like mm-hmm. do you know what I mean and it's like I think I don't know I don't know people will be on TikTok people be on TikTok depression meal check like making it like a trend and it's just a bit it makes me feel uncomfortable I'm like that's just a bit too far yeah because it's not you you shouldn't want to have it it's not a good thing Mm. it's like it's it's almost like it's it's okay if you don't have mental health problems. Yeah, like, no, that's, yeah, that's, that's a it. good thing. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like, You're not, it's not, it's not like a fucking club. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. that you need to join. It's really it's not. It's like it's it shouldn't be glamorized. It's like if I if someone were talking about like parents or something and I'm like, oh yeah, my parents aren't together, whatever, and they're like, oh, mine are like sorry. It's like, no, it's cool. Like yeah, that's and, just and you, also, I'm sure you even, have other problems. It's not minimalizing other people's problems, it's just saying like you know you don't have to join yeah, in almost even like what me and tabby have said like we've had our own kind of experience with having an issue with our mental health but i wouldn't sit here and say i've got a mental health i've got a mental no. illness like i don't no. i'm and i'm quite i'm really lucky like i'm majority of the time i'm fine but i get a little bit of anxiety about certain things and at one point it was really bad but i would never sit here and kind of i mean and it's not it's not to say you know you should play down your problems no. but i think just remember that like and as well one of the questions that someone's asked is what side of mental health do you think people don't talk about enough and I think one thing is a lot of people kind of talk about you know uh, like we said what was glamorized kind of this depression and anxiety and people kind of I don't know, I don't know how to, eating yeah, disorders as well and eating disorders but there's lots of and everyone preaches you know mental health awareness and be kind and things but people then don't really have the same energy for someone who's having a manic episode or someone who mm has borderline personality disorder or, or schizophrenia who, yeah or something and like that all like, serious mental health illnesses of mental illnesses or mental health problems that are kind of not spoken about as much in in the media and I think we're we're getting there with kind of making it less of a taboo but also we're talking about depression and anxiety a lot but not these other kind of maybe less um like less common I don't know less common maybe like mental illnesses like yeah. what I've just said so I think maybe that's the kind of one side of it that's not really spoken about enough. Yeah. Um, and, like, also, and also I want to drop it in there. Um, men's mental health as well. I'm such an advocate mm. for men talking about how they feel. Um, 100%. Like, and you just don't, you never, it never crosses your mind that like a, I don't know, 50 year old man could be struggling with something like that. And it breaks my heart to think that people can't talk about stuff like that. 
even people mm. our age like boys just want to be all butch and, it's, it's so bad and macho and honestly there's nothing more there's nothing more cool than just being open about it like 100 i really i really admire people especially boys that are open about it and just sort of tell people because you're i've got you're changing you're changing society it sounds Mm. a bit you know sounds a bit dramatic but you are like the the more you say it's the fellas fellas listen feeling a bit shit this week that's great like get that conversation going Mm. and Mm. i think that like girls definitely don't have it have mental um health problems more than boys they just speak about it more because the thing Mm. is i'm not gonna like sit here and name names but the most these the men in my life who I'm closest to my closest male people in my life I don't know how to word that I can sit here and say have all have all had problems or issues mm. with their mental health I'm not going to say who they are but you know what I mean like and I know that because I'm close to them but people other people wouldn't mm. and it's kind of like a, I think it's a lot harder sometimes for men because they kind of have this bravado and they're supposed to be strong and then that's just fucking patriarchy. Do you know what else as well? Do you know what else is interesting? That anxiety in men is, this is why it's important, yeah, that men speak about it. This is like the root of why it's important. So for example, I'm at a party with Lucy and she says she's being a bit anxious, so we leave. I feel like maybe, don't get me wrong, could be wrong, but if a, a group of lads was at a party, how likely is it that someone who's feeling anxious in that girl, in that boy group is going to turn mm. around and leave? leave can we leave this party because I feel a bit uncomfortable oh that's so that's such an interesting that's why it's shit because and then that's when they get drunk and have a fight (laughs) possibly 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 I don't know no my dad my um manifest in different ways yeah my dad actually bless him he's um I don't know I don't know if I don't think he's an ambassador but he he knows the people that own a charity which is uh for it's called loose heads and it's basically a, um, based on, I think it was made by a load of boys that play rugby or something. And um, he got, to bless him for his birthday, he got a discount code um, for their it's a charity and they sell clothing um, and the money goes towards um, Loose Heads charity, which is basically men's mental health charity. And he got a discount code so people could buy um, hoodies and t-shirts like of the brand oh, I love and that. stuff. That's it was amazing. so sweet. Honestly, oh God my uh mm-hmm. wash my clothing area we'll just fell some, on the floor we'll, we'll put we'll, some link we'll put some links on the instagram on our instagram yeah i think that's very important um should we um wrap it up with how would you go about helping someone that you know is having a hard time mentally so one of your best friends mm. you think is struggling like what's i mean ella as someone with yeah. depression what do you think like what would help we can you? do like, yeah. What what would you want your friends to do if you were struggling, if that makes sense? We may as well hear it from someone who yeah. has experience with it. So personally, I just think, I think, first of all, checking twice. If you mm. ask, okay, if someone, if someone asks me, like, are you okay? And I'm not, I'll be like, oh, yeah, I'm fine. And then they'll ask again. And I'll be like, actually, no. And you see, mm. like, just that one extra text could be like, actually no I feel like I can confide in you because you actually do care because some, sometimes you just say oh you're all right you're right and it's and mm. you're like yeah yeah you mm. just throw it away sort of thing um so next time twice. 
in it. Me, me right? and Tabby are you all right? Be texting Ella every day, like, you okay? You okay? You no, I think I think I ask I ask you quite a lot. I ask a lot. Yeah. I, I usually do ask people quite a lot, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I yeah. do ask you quite a lot. And just staying in contact, making sure that they're not sort of alone. Mm. Um, I'm trying to help now. Yeah, even just like tagging a... you in like a meme, like tag me in a like. Yeah, make me, make like, sure like... that they make sure they feel seen. If you know what I mean. Yeah. And you know, if you're in a social situation, introduce people. That's something that I really, really don't like. Mm. If you're with a load of new people and you're with someone that knows them always introduce because you, you can be sat there and feel like you're blurring and uh, blending into the what is it blending into the background background if you feel left Worst out of conversation it's, there's nothing worse and especially with someone with a mental health issue if you're sat there you're probably thinking oh my god if I talk I might say something wrong but then if I do talk people might be like um why is she piping up no one knows her but then yeah, if I yeah, don't yeah, but yeah. then if I don't talk everyone's gonna think why is that girl just sat there not speaking do you know what I mean it, you think mm. overthink and overthink so I th- always think introducing people you know making them feel seen and cared about is a big uh, important thing I know that that's something that I I personally that's a really good show yeah yeah um have you guys got any tips um if so if someone if I hope someone you know is having a hard time I think yeah like you said just if if I could tell like one of you were feeling down or or whoever, like I think, like you said, just checking on them and making sure that they know that someone cares about them. Cause you know, mm. if it, I don't know, it can get to a point where they're feeling really, really low and it's dangerous. Like I think an important thing is just, just so that they know that like people love them and people care about them. Like just keep checking in. And if you see something that reminds you of them, send it reminds yeah reminds you of them just send it them just just tag yeah. them to me also like a big thing for me is yeah if you have a friend with anxiety and you're going somewhere or whatever and you say to them if we if you want to leave we can mean yeah. it don't just say yeah. it like a lot of people are like oh if you feel and then they make people feel guilty like oh we're gonna go because she's feeling anxious we're gonna go because she she's tired like yeah. oh she's tired like I've probably done that before to other people like by accident when I was younger but like if someone's saying they're tired and they want to go go like if your friend and mean it don't just say oh yeah we'll leave if you want to fucking mean it don't just throw yeah. it around yeah always Definitely. always put like their feelings if you're in a social situation that isn't like you know comfortable yeah always put their feelings first because you just never know how they're you can't really see it it's not it's not that visible sometimes you know people can be like put on a front and oh yeah oh yeah such a good time but really deep down they want to fucking leave so just... don't make people feel, don't make people feel bad for wanting to leave I hate that yeah oh, we're leaving because she's worse. tired she mm. doesn't want to well, join we've got it we've bo- got it she's boring yeah yeah we've got to head off now because she's tired yeah yeah that's the worst and thing. also oh if obviously it's a bit difficult in the minute because of the fucking covid but if you are you know live near this person or we're allowed to fucking see people I mean even if we're not at the minute and you feel like you need to just do it anyway I but think always always go, put just, that first yeah yeah just yeah go, like if someone's or some if your best friend's like being a bit MIA not replying to you and you know they're down but they're just they don't want to meet up like just drive to the house and mm. just like have a cup of tea with them and just check on them because someone might be feeling that low that they just don't they don't really don't feel like leaving the house and then they just don't see anyone for ages and I know at the minute that's pretty much what we're all doing anyway but just imagine you know when we're not in the situation like 
just make sure you go and see them don't leave someone like don't leave one of your best mates like suffer suffer alone like because they might you might think that they just like don't want to see you but I'm don't sure take it personally that, yeah there could be like a deeper reason behind that so just be aware of that and but, and also yeah. also don't sit there and say I know exactly what you mean don't because there's nothing worse than when you're trying to open up to someone and sort of be like oh this is how I feel and they go oh my god same don't talk about yourself I'm not I'm not being funny just it's just something that pecks my head a bit like Mm. just don't don't talk about yourself if someone else is feeling down that's the last thing Mm. the last thing they want to hear I think sometimes people think it 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 makes people feel feel, yeah well, yeah. I hope this has been useful to at least one person. If fucking hell, this clothing error. Sorry, guys. A bit of background sure, noise. If really? this if this has been I useful to even one person, then it will make make me happy because yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Just being able to relate to someone as well. All right. Well, this so, yeah, has been just... this has been us with the Up to Speed podcast. Ella Sankey, Abby T, and Lucy Wells. Okay, ciao. Anyway, ciao. Bye.